the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308. 308- 8867. That's 308 8867. Or toll free at 866 308 8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9 30 a.m. The Answer. You can be a part of the show. You can come visit us here at Milberger's. There's lots of people here. On a beautiful Sunday afternoon, uh, there. Yeah, you notice that most of them are over there in the sun, right? Yeah, <laughs> that is on the porch. We got to yeah. get us in the sun someday. After all these years, we should have a little sun. Uh, the, we make the patio kind of a convertible thing where the thing comes yeah, up and down. It's been over twenty so, years, so nothing, have, and then we haven't have, done have it yet. I have a metal sun, in, I'm, I'm, in Spanish style design. Yeah, I think I'll hang it right here. There you go. Week. That'll work. Oh, okay. You're kind of mocking us with that, but yes. But actually, you're kind of right, Calvin. Interestingly enough, everybody's kind of in the herbs. There's not too many. There's a couple people in the middle, and then uh, yeah, they got some beautiful. I think, I think well, they, they, they were hovering like that. There's there's a little link, <laughs> did a little bit, but they were sure hovering in the snapdragons this morning. Yeah. Especially oh, those, were they? Oh. Especially those mediums. Those, those snapdragons are amazing because uh, they're they're. The larger ones, I they're, think. They're the mediums. Medium ones. And they every one of them has got uh, loaded with buds that are getting ready to open. Yeah. I and checked I checked mine too. I was I was thinking that had mine started to decline, you mentioned the rust and mm-hmm. no, they're looking they're looking great. The, Good. I guess that's one of the reasons why the sonnet has kind of replaced the rockets. Cuz the, <laughs> the rockets they kind of are clumsy and and uh, they have some uh, irregular and they have mm-hmm. some have full of blooms others have a few yeah well these are these are very uniform yeah the with the buds are, and are, everything and a nice uh, yeah, they it's, Nice soldierly, if you want to look at them. No, oh, that's a cool. That's cut, a good description. Cut flower garden, yeah. So they're going to give some good good blooms. Before, uh, way before, probably for Thanksgiving. Well, what Thanksgiving? What three, two to three weeks? Oh yeah, they got good booms now. Yeah, well, I mean the buds. They got oh. good buds. Oh, They're yeah. getting ready to open in the blooms. But anyway, the Laura Bush. We got a flat, a flat and a half left mm-hmm. of Laura Bush. Thank goodness we didn't get fifteen flats grown like we wanted. Well, you you would have. I still have sold one. Yeah, yeah. Sold one. <laughs> we need to. If not this week, next week. And and you can see them in bloom, so yeah, you can see how pretty bloom. they are. And they got big blooms. They're looking nice, but uh, still, uh, I got several people came in yesterday, 
and, and got these. But uh, after these are gone, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're counting that. on all y'all to come buy them and then collect the seed. I think is yeah. There we go. No, yeah, or let oh. them drop the seed. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's a key. They could, if you, you, they could give the seed back, and we can make even more people happy. Well, I guess so. <laughs> but if, if you don't, if you don't disrupt or redo your containers and raise beds every time that they drop the seed, then you, they'll be back. Oh yeah, if you don't mulch a lot. Yeah. Now, are they like blue bonnets? How do they have their seeds? Are they pods and you? Yeah, okay. they pop. Okay. When they dry. Seasons so if are. you're collecting the seeds, would you try to get the pod before it popped? Milton, are what? you talking about blue bonnets? No, I'm talking about the, oh, uh, the Lord. Uh, Trace was talking about talked, saving the seeds. How we, would you save the seeds? We talked about blue bonnets for a thousand years now. No, no, no. Okay. What? You could cut them, but what we're talking about is just letting them yeah, grow we're, in a we're, good spot and drop the yeah. seed. The, petun- the petunias, after they after they ha- have a bloom, they uh, produce a, a little seed pod, and it's uh, kind of tear-shaped. Okay. And so it comes on that green, turns turns yellow, and then it uh, dries. Okay. And they hold the seed pretty good. But uh, the uh, the seeds are very tiny, but there's millions of them <laughs> so in, in words, each pod. After they dry, cut them, put them in a paper bag. Yeah, you can do that too. Okay. But well, what, what the, was the one that that the seeds fell on the leaves that were sticky and that's so? That's petunia. Okay. So you just <laughs> can you see them on the leaves? Yeah. Well, okay. what you do oh. is uh, cut the pods when they. Yeah, just cut okay. some color. Yeah. Oh, okay. But if you leave them, like when we were growing them in the field to increase the lower bush petunia, at that time it was junior petunia. I still like Oh, junior petunia? Yeah, isn't that cute? That is kind of cute. But nobody else <laughs> thought that. No? But anyway, uh, we just let them all, all dry down. Yeah, and to, and the leaves would still be green. The pods would be dry and dropping the seed, but the seed would touch the leaves, which is is kind of sticky, right? And it would stay on the leaves. So uh, we would go in and harvest the whole plants with the leaves, put them in a greenhouse to dry, and when the leaves dried, they fell on the plastic. Okay. But that's that's the way the old timers did it. Uh, if they wanted some of their neighbors' uh, petunias, Steve, that's the Steve Brown method with yeah. the uh, <laughs> proffered lettuce. Here. Just, just go ahead and uh, pick some uh, after the sea after the plants begin to go down. If you harvest everything, you're bound to get the seed. Yeah, give give them to the give them to the neighbors. Yeah. the whole plants. Let them pull them up. And uh, put them where they want uh, petunias next year. And I've come up to uh, come up with a conclusion after oh, no. being in the garden last weekend. Uh oh. That pass along plants uh, are a great way to kind of keep your legacy alive. Because uh, we have a Filipino violet. Is that the one that blooms oh, in the yeah. fall? Yeah, yeah. And Curtis gave me that. And each year blooms the purple, and then it dies down. Yeah. So I can always remember Curtis when, 
when it's blooming. Yeah. Very so, sentimental of you. What's that? Very <laughs> sentimental of you. Yes. Yeah, so well, it's kind of <laughs> like, oh, it's blooming again, and I can't tell Curtis. <laughs> but anyway. Well, that's good. I'm glad, glad well, you're you enjoying Well, you know, in the legacy with Milton in his trunk... There's a, the corner where the, where the, the plants <laughs> all shriveled up. And yeah, that's right. And there's a, there's that little, still that malathion wave that keeps going back and forth. And that that poor Mazda that never got anything. It just glowed at night. And but there, know, something wrong there's with no thrips in there to no. bother you. Calvin tried to help me. And I was going to spray for mosquitoes. I think that was it with the malathion and... Yeah. So he brought the, he was very nice and brought the, it was sort of no good deed goes unpunished thing. <laughs> I'm telling Trace this. So he brought the big spray bottle and it was all full of it. All was, right. And he was showing me how to pump it up. Thanks, Calvin. It was all pumped up. Let's just put it in the trunk. So he's like putting it in the trunk. And yeah, <laughs> and then the hose pops off, and it's just like coming out all over everything. Well, so. just keep that in mind. If there's ever a lawsuit, you're probably eligible. oh, maybe I'm eligible for something. Yeah, just be glad it didn't give you orthine. Or oh, that poor thing would have smelled. Yeah, that would have done oh. it. I used to, yeah, dead Jerry, rat, Jerry and dead I rat used to in go, office. I was doing re- some research uh, for the orthine people, for acephate <laughs> people, and. Uh, and I used to s- try to sneak my material in, and they would s- they'd send it to me. Oh, it'd be sealed in these yeah ba- these uh, with, plastic bags and with styrofoam. Um, and uh, uh, and I'd hide around it. it. I'd get there early and I'd hide it so Jerry could. <laughs> the, he would know. He knows that smell. Immediately, I, I thought it would smell like a dead mouse in there. I think it smells sweet myself. Wait a minute! I kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of fond of it too. Oh, I don't know geez. it's because because <laughs> it works so well too. Where do you try some dead rats in in the attic? <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all are really get well, excited over that. This is it's so strange because he's he imagines he smells Belinda's dream <laughs> and then he he just doesn't appreciate the really good stuff. He just smells foul odors. I can smell rats. I, as I was walking in, you got the world supply of those bright lights uh, switch chart out there. Wow, that's and so pretty. I didn't buy them all. So there are some people. <laughs> well, you got a too. lot of them. And boy, they have responded. I don't know. When oh, you, yeah, now. When you first got them, must have been three weeks ago, four weeks ago, maybe. Mine are huge. And uh, so you're, you're not the eating kale. them, are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, right right with, along with this kale. <laughs> with the kale, yeah. Yeah, there's kale. There's some of that edible kale out there, yeah, too. That, that, well, that's what they say it is. They, they, well. The good for you kale, and then there's the t- tasty uh, <laughs> well, I don't, greens, too. I don't, I don't know what the difference is. Uh, they've got different names. They've got specific names. I think I think Peter's are selling about four, Tec- at least four, three or four. Four to six varieties. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The textures are different. There's the the one that's like leaf, like lettuce, you know, and uh, kale. I kind of kind of like that. But then there's that one that's got got the warts on the leaves. And mm-hmm. Really a strange texture. No, Milton, it won't give you warts. <laughs> okay. You know, I worry about those things. And they, uh, the neat thing about them is. Uh, you know, most people just use the tips, uh, tender tips, to go in their smoothies. But if you if you run out of those, if you run out of your tips, 
you can use either Yopon Holly, Dwarf Yopon Holly, or uh, a grass clipping. I, I thought he was going to go somewhere nice. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is Jerry. This is Jerry. <laughs> if it's not broccoli, if it's not tomatoes, well, spinach, you like spinach, you're okay with that. Oh, yeah, I love spinach. You could put spinach in your smoothies. Yeah. High in iron. That'd be more sense yeah you know well trace uh let's see uh what do you want to make sure we're okay you can call us by the way at 210-308-8867 and tell us what's going on in your still, gardening world still some pumpkins left huh yeah There's, there is yeah those, i was surprised after the, yesterday that was, that was a good idea though about uh the deer hunters. deer yeah a buck a dollar and these are big or even if you live pumpkins. in a, it's a buck a buck yeah hey i like that <laughs> uh, even if you live in a, a Hollywood park or something like that, if you give them this to eat, maybe they won't eat your plants. Yeah. For a little while. Or you can put them right in the, in the garage. So you don't think my idea of promoting the Christmas pumpkin is a good one? No. no. Okay. <laughs> but you could place them in the crosshairs. Uh, yeah. Now, how long did you? I was telling somebody yesterday. You didn't get it. You didn't get the crosshairs? Crosshairs. Put a pumpkin in the crosshairs. Deer no. comes to get it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It took, it took a moment. Um, you had one that lasted how many years? Uh, like five. <laughs> five years? Yeah. Pumpkin? Okay. And, and it looked the exact same for like the first three. Okay. And yeah. then what did it look like? And then it looked brown. Okay. <laughs> and dry. And hollowed itself out. So at what point did you like go, you know what? We should throw this away, but the, I want to see how long this thing goes. The, the fifth year when I... I think I hit it with my foot or something, and it started, mm. started to fall yeah. apart. Speaking well, of, well, if you want to make pumpkin pie, well, speaking uh, of the fresh pumpkins and for the Christmas, well, how big does the point on, on the antlers have to be to count it as? I saw there was one eating the one of the pumpkins there, and he had if you if the the if antlers two inches, yeah, he had twelve points. And that's the first time I've seen a 12-pointer in my neighborhood. Uh, but but I, I didn't know if that lasts, if that, that still counts when the yeah, points are only yeah. that big. Yeah. Last, gosh, I, was, I don't know where he's been all this time, but uh, he's huge. He's hiding. I hope he doesn't jump over your fence, Calvin, and no. get hung on the fence. I went through that. I so said, you uh, uh, won't call your friends to that, come over and get some fresh venom. That was a horrible story. I'm not sure I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> Calvin had a had a fence. Had a, had you're a gonna you're gonna learn it. Fence. Yeah. I'm getting it. Yeah, you're <laughs> gonna get it anyway. And a big a big buck, huge buck, tried to jump it, and got caught on the top, stuck okay. and impaled on the top. Okay. So uh, it's a, it had a huge rack. So does Calvin call his buddies to come over and get some fresh venison? No, <laughs> no. We, he just leaves it on there. No, we got a wheelbarrow, and we oh. tried, we tried, we put it, uh, his head was leaning yeah. over the and we put a head under there, and we were trying to lift, oh. lift him up to take the pressure off where they were, and he got his uh, antlers under that wheelbarrow, oh. flipped it up, and my neighbor and I were, <laughs> <laughs> we finally had to call a police officer and even the police officer couldn't shoot shoot him until he got a permission i don't know who he got permission from that must must have been the fish and wildlife calvin claimed he was trespassing and he looked like trouble yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah i I, I do that when i shoot deer 
But uh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry talks about it being a, <laughs> a food, and the, uh, I, and the, he, he, the police officer said, well, what do you want to do with this? And I said, I don't know. What? <laughs> he said, well, you can just put it out there. It won't stay long. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine the, the federal thing actually letting him have a gun. No? Huh? All right, Which, never mind. Bad uh, joke. Police uh, officer. Yeah. Oh. No, not the police officer. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. But I got oh. the got to the office, yeah. and Jerry was right. There were about four folks. Oh, is it still there? I want to go. They called the neighborhood. The thing was gone already after <laughs> a, a half an hour. Okay. So, anyways, Trace, what's, what's going on this week here at the nursery? I don't know. My fax machine doesn't work. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, lots, lots of color. So uh, realistically, we'll keep building uh, cyclamen pansies, violas. Mm-hmm. Lots of cyclamen. Uh, you know why? Why? Because everybody wants a pretty house. Yeah. For Thanksgiving. There well, you go. and I like and the you fact plant that plant it now. It'll be established, and um, you're gonna have the the beautiful when you invite the family over. Perfect weather for cyclamen. You know, even the city uses cyclamen to decorate downtown, which is, of course, their showpiece. You know, people downtown for the holidays. <laughs> Do they use it on the Riverwalk too? I haven't seen it on the Riverwalk, just so on Houston. Many, many moons ago, I used to sell about two thousand that would go down on the Riverwalk. Uh huh. Oh. I, I haven't seen that guy in, in a long time. And they're on sale, four four inch pots regularly six ninety nine. Right. On sale for, on sale for five for thirty dollars. Now, if you have not seen them, mm-hmm. so that's a dollar yeah. saving. This is this is this is, this is one of the, one of the plants. It's worth a visit. The colors are just we, we intense. Did, we did get in a uh, much larger selection of primrose as well. Oh, oh good. good. Did you? Yep. Yeah, specifically orange, hmm. and then Yay. go and, ahead and other colors. Yeah, uh, if are you, there co- other colors? you come in to look at the primrose too, uh, t- uh, tell us what you think they look like. We we describe them as a show paint, you know, like yeah. when you go to the circus and the clowns have that glow in the dark. Kind so of. my my assessment is it looks like a cheerful African violet because <laughs> you can get yellows. It's got the African violet shape. Yellows and pinks and the bright colors that uh, are far more cheerful than the average African violet would, but the foliage, the leaf structure looks similar. It's a different texture, but from a distance, and if you didn't know the difference, somebody would think it was an African and violet. They're at least as good. I know you and I went through this a couple of years ago. The uh, primrose are at least as good as the cyclamen in terms of maintaining that, that bloom through the whole They held up well. Winter. Yeah. And they, they've, got, they've got that bloom, and then the foliage is uh, both, of course, both of those plants, the foliage is, is worth it just for the foliage. Yeah. But you don't notice the foliage as much because of the color of the blooms. It's unbelievable. I see you got a, quite a few. Uh, is that Dusty Miller? There's so, Dust, Dusty Miller out there, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that's a plant that's overlooked by most people. But uh, that sucker... When pansies freeze, that won't freeze. They're really hardy, cold hardy. Now don't get, don't don't have anybody worrying about the pansies freezing. Well, I'm, I'm I see yeah. them in Memphis. And Feb, let's see, some of them froze, I guess, in February, but that that's rare. Yeah, there's there's seldom yeah. freeze here. We had a customer from Florida in yesterday. Yeah. And they didn't understand annual. 
Oh, really? <laughs> really. So they're just used to sticking something in the ground and it lasts they forever. Never, yeah. yeah. That's so, true. So uh, we had to introduce them to swapping things in and out. <laughs> Are they, they've moved here or what? I believe so. Okay, good. But I've, I've seen that uh, Dusty Miller be with pansies that froze in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, uh, they'd they burn back. I don't, I don't know if it killed them or not. But they use a lot of pansies in Memphis in the winter. Mm-hmm. But I know this. That is, sucker doesn't freeze. I know this is going to f- make you feel really good. <laughs> but the zinnias are really blooming up a storm now. We yeah, are, can we you are, hit him before you are, you are melted? We have one zinnia in a whiskey barrel over here. Uh, yeah, how's it doing? Ev- oh, it's fine. But everybody asks me, where are those? <laughs> <laughs> They're at Calvin's house. Let me give you the address. You can <laughs> oh, yeah. just pick as many as you like. <laughs> Almost want to go rip the thing out so that just so people, people stop asking. Yeah. Uh, oh, but there's the butterflies. They they got to be at the, up there at the top of the butterfly all star list. Them and of course Miss Flower. Mm-hmm. Oh, and our uh, what's butter weed? <laughs> what's in the, the butterfly fall, that the keeps lantanas even? What's mm-hmm. the butterfly that keeps fluttering back and forth behind trays? Monarch. Is that a monarch? I was wondering if that's what that was. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of. Them. In fact, in my yard, there's mostly, uh, uh, mostly monarchs. And uh, we, I don't know if you heard us yesterday, but uh, the certified butterfly gardener's got monarch caterpillars in it. Oh, you, yeah, you were talking about yeah. that. Yeah, that's, it's really been successful in terms he, of that. I don't think he told us. He told a customer. Yeah, he was but telling we, a customer. we overheard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we need to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210 210- 308-8867. Back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers mm-hmm. Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, where Al is still celebrating the end of daylight saving time and uh, with more what, time songs. What's he playing? Music that has time in it. Oh. That one was uh, um, <laughs> Chamber Brothers, Time Has Come Today. Oh. <laughs> so 210-308-8867. We go to the phone lines. It feels like uh, feels like about uh, about one thirty, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh. <laughs> Calvin doesn't care about the time change. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, hey. Uh, the, I kind of like them. You know, yeah, it was kind of neat. It was weird. You know, you're up at 830 <laughs> or 7.30, and it said yeah. 6.30, and it was like, okay. And you got all, I got a bunch of stuff done this morning, and yeah, um, and it's only 9.30. It's like, wow, this is great. I did it's, the same thing. It's yeah. a little tougher on the, uh, uh, let's see, fall uh, to spring forward time mm. yes it is i'm not thrilled with the spring forward part <laughs> hey you know who doesn't know whether doesn't care what the time does or doesn't know and forgot and to doesn't care deal back yeah the roaches the rats and the raccoons oh, all those things oh. in your house they, uh, <laughs> they think it's it's getting colder and time to come in the house oh they uh, so uh, they're they're running the squirrels are running all over the roof I haven't heard, heard those this all summer. Uh-oh. Looking for a way to get in. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was, ours, ours are going to get the pecans and the 
south side of the yard, carry them across the north, and of course go across the patio so it drives the dogs crazy. So I'm letting them in, letting them out. The dogs have me trained very well. Well, if your squirrels are not as smart as Jerry's and have figured out how, or are smarter and figured out how to get into the house, uh, you can be assured that if you've got pests, the pest control company to call to take care of them is Spider-Man, Termite in Pest Control, Warren, Remy, and the gang. We were doing the math, and this has been 40-something years that uh, Spider-Man has been helping people in San Antonio to keep their homes pest-free. And it's fun talking to people who know Spider-Man and uh, because they will tell you, oh, man, we had a, a guy the other and uh, we used them, and it just didn't work. And then we called another guy, and it didn't work. And we called another one, and then we called Spider-Man. And we are thrilled. <laughs> so you can call them right now, 210-656-3721. You'll leave a message. They'll call you back first thing in the morning, 210-656-3721, or go SpiderManPest.com. Go SpiderManPest.com. Franklin. Hey, hey, I didn't know he was a deer hunter. Oh, so my that goodness. Ma- that means in Hollywood Park. He can take care of your deer. I don't know. They're, they, 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 everybody thinks they're pests. Oh, well, I don't know if... Uh, I bet Warren would come over there and take care of your deer. We'll, we'll have to ask Warren, but I'm betting that they <laughs> How have, much he charges They may them. have laws against that. I don't know. What? They, we I don't think, need I no think stinking they, laws. Uh, the, uh, right, Warren? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Warren's a law-abiding citizen. If he's got a so. hunting license. But he did agree with you. You said one time you made a casual comment, and so I verified it with Warren. Because oh. he's always at <laughs> Just him once? Him. Yeah, just once. <laughs> and the casual comment was because the front was coming in. Mm-hmm. And I think you said, oh, that means the, the deer, the deer, deer, the deer precede the front. Yeah. And I asked him, he goes, yep, Jerry knows what he's talking about when it comes to deer hunting. Absolutely. All right, Franklin is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Franklin, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing pretty fair. Um, oh, my just question fair? concerns, okay. you know, the upcoming winter and uh, patio plants and pots. Uh, we've tried uh, putting, you know, Christmas tree lights or whatever, uh, around the base of them, but my question is, would heat tape around the pot itself keep the roots warmer, or do you have any experience in that, or do you recommend it, or don't? What, do you, what are your heat ideas tape? on that? Was that what you called it, yeah, heat, tape? heat tape? Yeah, no, heat I'm tape not familiar it, with it. that. It might, it might work if you had the, the, the top, the heat enclosed somehow, but if you got the tape, You'd have, you'd have a warm pot, but probably not yeah. a protected plant. Put a put it around. Put your heat tape around the base of the plant. Oh, upward. okay. Uh, upward. Yeah. Because even uh, if the top, to... even even if the top freezes, it'll come back if you protect that. Uh, what kind of plants are they? Part. Are you talking about citrus? Is it, oh, is it citrus? Yeah. Yeah, there's some citrus plants in there. Yeah. What kind is it? What what is it? Uh, Meyer lemons and Cara Cara and the like uh, Cara oranges. I think they're called or whatever. I don't know it. Okay. Um, Well, if you if you get what we know, there's a couple of things we know work: the poultry uh, heat sources the the little lights that you put in with the chicks 
and, oh. the, and the ducklings, those those were pretty <laughs> slick. And you put you can put those right inside your your little tent you make. And then I I still like the uh, those mechanics lights as yeah. long as long as you get the the old fashioned bulbs. But it's more, easier and easier to get the ball old fashioned bulbs. It seems like uh, everybody recognizes the fact yeah. that there are some <laughs> useful uses for those heat producing bulbs. Well, if you're you said it was uncontainer, didn't you? Yes. Okay. Put put it. Uh, drag your container as close to the house as you can. Hopefully, out of the uh, north wind, where it's uh, facing the south, and uh, that'll that'll uh, give you a lot of protection. And if you've got, okay, uh, are you are you married? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I was saying, if you have an understanding wife. You can just put a plastic over the windows that you have in the house on the patio and mm-hmm. drop a plastic sheet down and open the windows and it'll heat it'll heat that plastic covered uh, mm. deal. Can you see oh, any see. fault in that theory, uh, Franklin? Yeah. Uh, well, no. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Jerry didn't either, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure that he's telling you the whole story. What, it worked? That's not the point. Uh. <laughs> the whole picture now. How, how was it received by the uh, family? Oh, they don't, <laughs> they don't love their citrus like I do. Oh, okay. They love to eat them. But yeah, they, yeah uh, because but, we, we lost three citrus trees to that uh, Snowmageddon event. So uh, there you go. I'm trying. I'm trying to plan ahead of uh, keeping the roots at least warm enough to survive. You know. Well, now the roots <laughs> not going to do you any good if the top dies. Unless, yeah. I mean, the roots are especially the new the new plants. Yeah, they're all most on. Pla- most of those plants are grafted, and so you're protecting the uh, rootstock. But the good news is that they're. Like the Meyer lemon, if you can, yeah, you, know, you just have a, you know, cover the top pretty well with a, a fabric of some kind, and then put your heat source inside there. Then it's it's it does a pretty good job of surviving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've we've tried some of that, and some of the plants it worked, but the it just got too damn cold for those. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that, when know, it, February <laughs> thing was when yeah. it got uh, that cold. Uh, what below? Is it below? Yeah, yeah but in five days, and when the winds, yeah. yeah. Now, now that would have not been a problem if you'd done what I said and just opened the windows to yeah. your house, yeah. and with no heat because <laughs> now, there was no power. Yeah, now that uh, would have been a problem. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all, all bets you'd are have, off. You'd have all to bring them off. in by the fireplace. Start up the fire. Start up done. the barbecue pit, huh? Yeah, there you go. No, that. That barbecue pit in the house is not a good thing. Now, how do you know? No, that? no, I mean, put the oh, barbecue pit on the, on the well, patio. I know. I was going to say, it's from experience. <laughs> no, I, I never have done the barbecue okay. pit in the house. I just use little space heaters. Yeah. Greg Grant always tells a story where when it got cold one day, I, he was living in the house, didn't have much heat, so I let him borrow my space heater. Uh-huh. Well, when one of those cold fronts were coming through, I came over to his house and got my patient <laughs> and put it with my citrus trees. 
Oh. To this day, he hasn't forgiven me. <laughs> I don't blame him. Who he does, hasn't who, forgotten who, it. Who does he love better? Yeah, Greg. apparently the citrus. His friend Greg or his uh, citrus. When you put it, Greg, something's got to give. Yeah, and I'm afraid it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Franklin. All right, good luck, thank you, guys. Bye. All right, good luck to you. It's good. It's good you're thinking about it. Because, yeah, uh, we we discussed yeah, that yesterday. Every, yeah, and everybody to yeah, be talk, ready for action. Yeah, talk to your wife about it. She might might go along with it. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And maybe she should call toll, the show. Toll free, sure. Eight six six three zero eight. You can talk to you. Calvin <laughs> talk, and I will just excuse ourselves. Uh, 210-308-8867, the number to call with your gardening questions. And uh, we're oh. and again, look, so if you look at the nursery, about two-thirds of the people are over on the right. And there are a few people in, in the annuals and the color. But, well, I mean, they're both color annuals on there. But uh, it's just interesting. It's they're like buying the, vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're buying herbs. vegetables and herbs. and You know, vegetable yeah. is an herb. It is? That made it. I mean, you know, they oh. got popular. Okay. The ones that well, are maybe it may be Milton. Isn't there a more technical the, the definition cycle, of a vegetable? Cyclamen and the primulas are so spectacular, you don't have to get as close. Well, there are a lot of people do. over there too. Yeah, you don't have to get as close as you do to the spinach over here. Maybe so. Maybe it's your theory that it's sunny over there, and so everybody's uh, <laughs> yeah, leaning. I, I, I think in you think some, it's, some it's cases more the sun that, than the plants. That applies. No, I, I think. It's just uh, enjoyable to be looking at the beautiful plants and trying to make your decisions and also being in this perfect weather with the sun uh, warming you up. Right, again, uh, uh, 210-308-8867. Yes, sir. I was reading Calvin's article. Now, we need to take a break. We're, we're up against a break. Should we wait a second? Yeah. And you'll tell us? I can... I, I was appalled. Calvin, you want to just grab the paper and run while we take a break? <laughs> I was uh, applauded, Milton. You were applauded? <laughs> oh, dear. That's huh? kind of like appalled. Is it kind of? I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> sound like it. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back with more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas right after this. Come on by and be amongst the uh, the folks that are enjoying the nice warmth of the sun and getting some plants. And Oh, she's getting a lot of dianthus. Look at all that. All right. And vegetables. Oh, she got veggies, too? All right, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867. Again, we like talking about Wild Birds Unlimited, too. So, Calvin, what's coming What's coming through town now? Well, they're, they're the uh, migrants are still moving through. I saw a, uh, oh, shoot. Bunting? When I wanted the, well, Oriole? It was, uh, kind of a, it was a, uh, Tall, uh, longer uh, one, uh, and I wish I can't, uh, but one of those uh, ground, yeah, one of the ground started with a T. 
Uh, thrush? My old age. <laughs> kind of looks like a, a, th- a thrush, too. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Right. We'll come back. He'll, he'll get it in about an hour. Yeah, he'll, he'll, yeah. He'll, we'll, he will scream it out in the middle of somebody's <laughs> yeah. question. But yeah. anyway. But, but in terms of all the birds, if you're, if you're doing the, uh, uh, you're getting the insect-eating birds, if mm-hmm. you're doing the suet, so, you, so you're getting all those woodpeckers, and Jerry mentioned the Wrens, yes. Yeah, that hang upside down. There's at least three different wrens. Oh, uh, wow. A house wren I didn't realize was as common as as it's been the last couple years. Um, I think we need to figure out some way to put perches on those, uh, so the birds won't have to hang upside down. You're just, you're so caring. Huh? Well, you're so caring. I know it. Well, it just kills me that they have to eat upside down. Poor birds. But um, and there was some, that it means that they don't have to share with the doves. <laughs> well, and then what about the the mealworms? Kyle is always talking about mealworms. You know, I've never tried, tried that. I know that Kyle likes. Yeah, them. he really does. They have them at Wild Birds Unlimited, especially for this season. You know, and act, actually, one of the uh, suet uh, blocks oh, has mealworms? Does, does have mealworms in it. Okay, but uh, I think Kyle's got them in in those blocks. He's also got them just separate, too. Yeah, I think whole, so, too. Whole blocks of them. Are they, they're not alive, are they? I don't know. You you can get them alive. I think but you can most, get them alive, mostly too. Mostly the, the ones I think Milton and I are talking about are... They're not crawling around. Yeah. Like well, listen, whatever you're trying to, to bring in, or if you want more information, talk to Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, and uh, they're going to treat you great, like... Uh, uh, like part of the family, like uh, you're kind of a, you're one of their folks. Or even better, to... that you're a, a wonderful b- migrating bird. Huh? Yeah, they're going to treat you like you're a migrating bird when you come by. The but they want you to come back a lot, so they're going to treat you right. At Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, give them a call, 210-479-BIRD. 210 Still trying to think of that. B-I-R-D. It starts with a T. Tea. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get different birds to start with T, and then. I'll, I'll, and and then. Do, do they still have that uh, uh, mummified guy sitting in the corner? What, Bill? Yeah. Mm. He's oh. he's probably mummified. You by make now. Bill mad enough, he's gonna come. By. <laughs> He'll come by. Huh? He's gonna come by. I never <laughs> thought of Bill as being mummified. I uh. always, I always thought of him as being pretty no- noisy and involved. Uh. Bill does a great job. All right, 210-308-8867. Uh, but go visit him at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Okay, so is it a thrush? No, it's not no, a thrush. A toady flycatcher? But, but it's got a – it reacts and its uh, habits are like, like a thrush. Okay. Because it stays on the ground and uh, – Oh. Huh. Okay, I'm st- I'm still looking. I'm, a- I'm asking Wikipedia. I wonder, wonder if they still got that sparrow paint over it. Uh, no, I, don't th- I think they I think they sold out. I think you did such a good job. They oh, sold out. Oh yeah. All right. In case you don't have uh, the bunting. The bunting. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight. Eighty-eight sixty-seven. Even if you call and just want to help Calvin out with the name of that bird, because <laughs> he's going to be thinking about it. He's going to be hurting up here. Yeah. Before. Two or three different color versions of it. They're uh, a ground uh, feeding bird, uh, kind of long and thin, but a lot like uh, thrush. thrush. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know what he's talking about, but I'll 
won't tell him for uh, a little while. Okay. Just wait. Just before I remember, he'll remember. <laughs> yeah, he'll he's going to remember it and spoil it for you. All right. You yeah, were talking about Calvin's article. I was very appalled and applauded uh-huh. that uh, Calvin wrote that, that we don't recommend. He should have put, he doesn't recommend uh, pecans for shade trees. Now, that's, that's, you know, the pecan is a state tree. Mm-hmm. And he gives simple little problems like uh, they require lots of attention to prosper in a landscape, especially in landscapes that have no soil, like all these houses are built on. Uh, oh. No. They got a deep tap root. And they they will survive, but they will not prosper. Yeah, and it's all you know. And I don't know to what effect this is, but I, I think part of that uh, branch dropping ha, ha, is related to not getting irrigation in oh, those kind yeah. of soils. Yeah, as much as production of nuts is appreciated, to produce a constant crop, a consistent crop requires a generous irrigation and an elaborate pesticide program, neither of which is practical in a typical landscape, especially the the new landscapes that we have coming up in San Antonio, which are built on rock. If you, if you think about where pecans grow naturally, yeah. they grow in deep soils, uh, like on the south side of San Antonio, that's where all the pecan trees are, and uh, close to water. They clearly, uh, live close. They uh, do well close to water. That's why they're on well, San Antonio River yeah. and things like that. Well, and San Pedro Creek was near where yeah. I lived, and so yeah. they 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 probably could reach water. Oh yeah, underneath the soil, they can do that, and uh, they've got. Uh, Dr. George Ray McKitchen, who is kind of retired now, uh, he had a picture taken over on the uh, Guadalupe River, uh, Hugo Pape's place, of a pecan tree that was right on the riverbank, and the riverbank had washed away, exposing a oh, taproot ri- oh, wow. that was probably uh, 20 feet long. I mean, it was a huge taproot. Going straight into the river. Now they'll they'll survive in poor soils. And yeah, like in my neighborhood, the, it's got caliche and there's layers, and there's um, lots of pecans. Yeah, and they do pretty well, but uh, they uh, it really make it really makes a difference if you do, you can't spray them or mm. irrigate them. Yeah. Well, well, we wouldn't want to spray nowadays anyway because of using those toxic pesticides. I think maybe, polluting the maybe water he was just table. talking about zinc. <laughs> no. Oh. I'm sure that's, I don't know if that's, con- well. Maybe some, sometimes, though, when you hear people complain about the the aphid poop on their cars. There you go. Yeah. And then they say, well, maybe I will put up with that <laughs> pesticides if, that, oh. if those uh, aphids <laughs> Without the pesticide program, not only is nut production reduced, but aphids also prosper. Uh, with the result that honeydew, listen to this, aphid mm. excrement. Mm-hmm. That cow, Jesus. 
sophisticated guy. Mm-hmm. If he'd have put pee- poop like I would or mm-hmm. other things, they probably wouldn't have put it in the paper. Wow. Dripping from the trees leaves an unpleasant residue unpleasant, I'll say. On vehicles and sidewalks. It definitely does. Uh, I didn't know about the sidewalks. I know the car because I used to park under a pecan tree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you walk on those sidewalks. No, oh, yeah. just kind of pull. And it, it's called honeydew. You know why it's called honeydew, Milton? No. It's just basically sugar. It's sweet. Water. Oh, okay. It's sweet, Milton. So next time How you, do you know that? Next time you see a car covered with that black He's licked honeydew, it and tasted you, it. You've licked it off the car? Yeah. Really? You, yeah. Okay. It's very sweet. I'll like just, like a stevia. I'll just trust you. I think I it's wonder sweet. if it has a glycemic index. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could scrape it off and use it in your teeth for stevia. Oh man. Instead of stevia. Wouldn't have to buy that plant and keep it alive. We'll have to get a pecan tree though. <laughs> Pecans also have an unfortunate tendency to drop branches. Yeah. Regular attention from arborists reduces the problem of uh, destructive the destructive damage, but some of the breakage is unpredictable. Uh, that is absolutely true. Even in even in uh, river bottoms, uh, Dr. Larry Stein, I talk about often, uh, lives on the. Uh, uh, off the Medina River, real close to the Medina River, and he has an orchard that butts up against the Medina River, and uh, he goes. He has to go to cut up uh, broken branches all the time. Oh wow! That break off his their old uh, native trees, and uh, he is constantly cutting up limbs that have fallen. Out. I'm talking about big limbs, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Because that's where I get my firewood from. Wow, that must smell nice. He, he he always cuts them up, so I'm I'm taking them to my refuge or, or mm-hmm. my recycle bin, which is the fireplace. I got you. But anyway, you know who still recommends pecan trees? Neil, your buddy Neil. Well, now, a, I I don't think it's. Is he in a different part of the world, or? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think he ha- ha- they have as bad a caliche problem as we do down oh, yeah. here. But yeah, I think you're right. But I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised that he still recommends. He, you know, why he probably still recommends pecan. He was hired just like you and I were by Bluford Hancock, oh. the pecan uh, king of Texas. But uh, he's. He won't leave it alone. Now, the good thing about the aphids is, well, everybody finally figured it out, is they don't spray for aphids anymore because uh, they, they couldn't kill them, and they, call, they uh, killed the beneficials. So uh, that aphids that show up mainly in the fall, they just don't spray for them anymore. And yeah, there's but, actually one uh, one variety that... Really does a pretty good job of re- resisting aphids. That the one that uh, the one that ripens in September. What is it? Oh yeah. Uh, keep thinking of that. <laughs> with the bird. I'm still, thinking, that with the I'm bird. still thinking about the bird. Cow, yeah. uh, 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 not cow, but uh, it starts. Does it start with the P? 
Pawnee. Pawnee, yeah. I, and I've got a Pawnee <laughs> that I, okay, I really you can, like. You can yeah. get back to the bird. Okay. <laughs> Still, I thought maybe you were just jump out so there. The brain would pick up that one and I then suddenly see, the bird. I can would, see the bird. Yeah. I just can't think of what this is. Well, describe the bird for us and then maybe somebody can, maybe that'll help. It's a thrush size, size of a thrush. Yeah. It's on the ground yeah, all the it's time. It's si- the size of a uh, long-billed thrush or a yeah. curved-billed thrush. Yeah. And it... Uh, Is that colorful foliage? It's got It's got a... It's not as colorful as a bunting, of course, but it's oh, yeah. got... But it does have some uh, some of those square colors. Oh, and, okay. And uh, uh, let's see... <laughs> It likes, and it feeds on bird at the bird feeder. Yeah, that's right. Not at the feeder. He's uh, on the ground underneath the feeder. Okay. And relatively large insects or seeds. Um, they're, I think they're more interested in the sunflower seeds. Seeds. Yeah. yeah. I'm, sur- I'm surprised I haven't seen them when I'm shooting my doves under the feeder. <laughs> I don't know. I might have shot one. I don't. I hope not. Wish I, I, I don't eat them unless wish I, I had my. Are bird, there more distinguishing book, yeah. uh, features? Like it has, like some of the birds have the little masks on, or they'll have the crown, or something like that. Well, that, all I can think of is the, the kind of the long, long, thin, and the, the that block of color. Okay. Okay. All right. Help Calvin out. 210-308-8867. No, don't call to the end of the 210-308-8867. <laughs> well, I've gotten... Uh, Did somebody text you? Oh, yeah. two. T- I've got two Texas uh, texts. Uh, Thrasher has come in. And let's see. <laughs> thrush. The Thrush oh, okay. has come in. Okay. That's, uh, not, that's not them, though. No. The, thra- the Thrasher is almost the same shape and a lot of the same habits. Uh, thrush, thrush are kind of stockier than uh, hmm. than this. Bird is. He'll be calling us on the way home. Yeah, he will. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Calvin also Johnson uh, City Joe. You know what this bird is? Call Calvin. <laughs> Come on now, help him out. Uh, Calvin also lists uh, among the, with the pecan trees, which I agree with, but I don't. I don't tell uh, Neil. I don't. Oh, okay. Arizona ash, absolutely. When I first came here, they had uh, two Arizona ashes planted in the front yard. And it didn't take me long to replace those, give them to my neighbor, who gladly dug them up, and I replaced them for with live oaks. And uh, uh, 10, 15 years later, I come by, and his Arizona ash is breaking down, I mean, limb, uh, splitting out and everything else. And my oaks are getting bigger and better every day. Nice mm. shape, yeah. They all, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, a typical uh, a live oak, you can, uh, I, I think it's accurate to count on it being worth about uh, $10,000 to mm. uh, most lots. Oh, yeah. Uh, mature live oak. But when you got a neighbor that will dig you. Dig you a hole, you're in good shape. Yeah, it's a good neighbor. <laughs> well, you he should. thought I was doing him. Uh, you really want to give me this tree? Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna even give you some leaves from yeah. my uh, trees. When... 
But anyway, uh, agree with Arizona Ash, American Sycamore. Uh, Calvin mentioned that uh, Mexican Sycamore is better. And you can tell by the uh, silver on the bottom of the leaves, right? Yeah, the uh, hair, I call it. Uh, the <laughs> pubescent. Pubescence is a better word, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a college word. We got, Most people call it hair. But anyway, uh, uh, it, 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 I, walk, I drove by a Mexican right, sycamore the other day when the wind was blowing. Yeah, and you can and see all, the, all the silver leaves are showing yeah, the bottom. That's all amazing. Right. We got to take a quick break, get you caught up with the news, and then we hope we'll get your calls at 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. We're here at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 in Boulevardy Road. Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazlett, and I'm here, Milton Glick, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. So uh, give us a call, 210-308-8867. Do you sell hackberries? Not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you did. Do I have one coming up in a pot? Somewhere, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably do. <laughs> but that's one. He's of talking Ke- about Calvin's article. Yeah, that's one of Calvin's not recommended trees. Well, I concur. And so, although if somebody wants a a dual purpose, I think there's one coming up in a, a very large elm tree out there. Oh, so you can right. have a hackberry and an elm for the same price. All right, that might be nice of you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I think God and the birds plant all the hackberries we I, I concur. And Calvin talks about uh, how to get rid of them so they won't come back, and he talks about cutting them off and applying uh, cut vine and stump killer. Yes, sir. To the ground side of the cut. <laughs> Calvin puts that ground side of the cut cut but because some people are treating the part that they cut off no which doesn't do a lot of good no it wouldn't or they they were it was more 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 treating the uh before the cut or oh okay yeah 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 that that probably gave a different wrong impression but uh, that that works Uh, have you sold a lot of that? We've been talking about that for a long time. Oh, we always sell a bunch of it. That's great. And we, well, and the we, pr- th- we it thank works. The, we thank those birds. Yeah. If, if and we didn't have birds, price, we wouldn't have The price is problem. reasonable. On yeah. Oh, yeah. The price is fair. And it, it lasts a long time. Yeah, you're using a pure material. You're not mixing it. Tank mixing it. And like we tell you, we all, always do, do it two people at a time. And you find the... Cut hackberry uh, seedling that you want to get rid of. Both people see it, and then one person cuts it off, and the other person immediately puts the liquid on the cut surface. Yeah, 
I'm convinced that if you don't do that, if one person tries to do it, it's a 50% process. Uh, yeah. Mm. I, you, you forget where it's at, or then you cut a second one yeah. and forgot you did the first one. I, I swear, you know, I make a point. Okay, yeah. let's see. I know where this one is. This, yeah. There. Then I get back there after <laughs> I do six or seven, <laughs> and I can only find half of them. Kind of like the bird there. Trying to remember the bird. Yeah, there. that might be part of it, you know, <laughs> being this. But I know. And a lot, a lot of times I see that those hackberry uh, come, up, come up in clusters. In other words, you'll have a big seedling, maybe two big seedlings, and then you get out to some very small seedlings. So, uh, you know, if you have a cluster and you cut them all, that's where you need help. But anyway. And mulberry. So, so mm. did he blame the bird or did he blame the hackberry? <laughs> Which one did he blame? <laughs> Probably the bird. Well, a hack. Let's see. When they get a. When they. Uh, a bird eats a hackberry berry. Are there multiple? There are multiple seed in there. Oh aren't gosh. There? Oh, I don't know, but they, but they, you can certainly tell where they've been eating and sitting on a fence. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But these look like they came up at the, from a similar uh, same seed. And <laughs> mulberry has a lot in common with hackberry. The fruit is favorite bird food. And the seedlings spread all over the landscape to produce fast-growing, short-lived trees that are not considered attractive by many, especially if they grow up and have fruit and they drop them on your car. You can turn your white car into a purple car. You've had that experience, haven't you, Mel? They have a tendency to break... uh, they remind me a little bit of uh, like Arizona ash. Yeah. In terms of that, uh, the, those twisted trunks and short-lived uh, branches and things. For some reason, my my mind went to Barney, the purple. No. Yeah. <laughs> Over oh, the car. Purple. Have bar- instead of Barney on your car, you'll have I, excrement. Uh-oh, we have a question coming up. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call. So what else now? She want to know if is that, what is that? Is that Mexican heather? Yes. Okay, and she want to know if it, would, if it would survive in the winter. And, oh, I did, did she say in the winter or in a window? Oh, okay, we'll answer both <laughs> questions. What about, what about the window? Probably. I bet that if you had a sunny... Wonder, yeah. I bet that thing would make it through the winter. Kept it warm. And the winter? It will. It, but it's a. Is it? It's a root hardy perennial. No. Oh, it's not. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. But it's so it's so attractive. People buy yeah. it and rebuy it. Oh yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight. Jump her out. I think so. Okay. Good. <laughs> Uh, we then, had our own discussion on the porch. Okay. Then uh, Calvin mentioned uh, Chinese tallow, which is beautiful at this time of the year. But you can't buy any. Huh? You can't buy them. I know, but I'm just saying it colors up better than any other tree around, I think. Good. It's another but, one that's real sensitive to cold. 
Yeah. I imagine this last year that's cold got it. Got there's, it. there's a lot of Chinese tallow bushes around this year, yeah. not very many trees. Yeah. At least they don't, they're not like uh, American sycamore and get to be <laughs> 40 feet in a huge trunk that you've yeah, got to figure true. out how to cut them down. Absolutely. And then I hate to mention this last one. Uh, there's other one that you mentioned. China berry. Mm. Okay, can we block? Uh, no, he has a way of getting through. Johnson City Joe loves China Bird. <laughs> oh, true. He's got one more question on the. Uh, uh, that's fiber. That's <laughs> lantana, isn't it? That is a lantana. Yeah. And uh. she wants to know if that will survive the winter. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, it'll burn down. But the root system it'll come will come back up from the roots. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, a pretty lantana. Yeah. It was. Uh, also, we were talking while well, I mentioned mentioning pretty plants. Sure that's, pretty sure that's Carlos lantana. <laughs> Is that Carlos I, lantana? I just, I just like saying that. I know you do. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. The uh, I see you've got a lot of uh, that uh, trailing uh, purple lantana for, and purple and white. Right. Matteo Vincis. Matteo Vincis. And uh, there is no new gold out there. Nobody's got any. <laughs> what? The new gold? Nobody has any. New gold? They don't. Nope. Well, this is the one that blooms in the winter. I agree. So, imp- so impressive in the winter. Uh, it's a Texas superstar, <laughs> and <laughs> when we wrote up the description of it, we didn't know uh, that it blooms better in the winter than it does in the it's summer. Got, it's got a bit of shade tolerance, too. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's, r- a, it's a completely different. Uh, we were talking about this a few weeks ago. With the, for the first time, somebody, I had written up and how a good choice it was for landscape and all those same th- features we're talking about. And for the first time, somebody had uh, been critical of it, saying it was an exotic and invasive and it never struck me as being invasive. Well, it's sterile. Uh, yeah. so well, it's not, the, the new gold is. New gold's the only one that's sterile. Uh, the purple's not sterile. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. I don't think but so. But it's not. It's not. Didn't seem to me that it's overly aggressive. But no, you see some beautiful examples of the purple one um, in uh, Monta Vista and Alton Tobin yeah. Hills, yeah. where. They'll have them trailing down a wall and oh, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And, yeah, that's where it puts up with the shade. Quite yeah. A bit. If you got morning sun, it, it does all right. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, that that's available here now. I think it's pretty to mix the white and the, the purple together. And I think they both have that ability to bloom in the winter. And it's another, yeah, it's another one that uh, is very attractive to the butterflies right now at this time of the year. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the last one. Yeah. Chinese pistache. Oh. These have negative things to say about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like that tree. Uh, oh. Well, Neil, like Neil Sperry likes it, and every, uh, Calvin was the first one that. Got Steve Steve George's cackles raised about uh, Chinese pistachios, because Chinese uh, 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 Steve George was the one that introduced it into the market. Yeah, and uh, 
It's a little on. It's uh, I don't bring this up in the article, but the, what brought what uh, the point that I made uh, that irritated Steve was that I said it, it's unpredictable in terms of dealing with the soil and uh, being affected by uh, the uh, well, soggy compaction. Soil. Yeah, compaction, well, soggy. poor drainage. Well, you were right, Calvin. But you said ugly things about Steve's tree. So you called Steve's tr- Steve's baby ugly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, when we were introducing it, uh, there were just very few trees around. And somebody fussed at Steve in a, in a nurseryman meeting about introducing a new tree. He said, why don't you promote the old tree, the red trees we have? And so, <laughs> uh, this was a, a pretty important guy. And so, Steve was practically in tears after the meeting. He said, well, what are we going to do? The largest nurseryman in town doesn't like Chinese possession. I won't support our, uh, our effort to introduce Chinese possession. And so I said, don't worry, we'll handle it. If he doesn't want to buy them, we'll get all the nurseries, the small nurseries to buy them. And he'll come around when the first customer walks in the door and uh, he doesn't have Chinese pistache. He's just the puppet master. (laughs) And uh, sure enough, about uh, two weeks later, uh... They were the nur- smaller nurseries were buying in the Chinese pistachio plants that they had talked about. Told uh, we had talked about, and they were calling saying there is no Chinese pistachio left because that one nurseryman well, had, bought had bought all the Chinese pistachio. Mm, I wonder who that was. Uh, <laughs> and no, it wasn't me. Uh, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, it was close I, to you. I was probably there. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it even in the article, it's a tree that I like. I've got a n- nice one that I like the shape and the speed of growth and the fall oh, color. Yeah. But there's there's some unanswered questions about it too. It was that that drainage reaction was part of it. Now, if your report on the <laughs> uh, re- seedling seedlings yeah. everywhere, I've ne- I haven't seen that in mine, but. but- Calvin says, in terms of addition to the landscape, it would be desirable if just the male version, which doesn't have seed, uh, of the plant could be selected. Greg Grant has done that. He's got a male that's got good color, too. So far, females seem to be more prevalent. What, what, what color is good color? Red. Red. Okay. Red well, and fall. You know, fall. everybody always wants that, and every other one we get is yellow. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, uh, even though it's, it is not invasive in all situations, it may be best to select other shade tree varieties because the birds get the majority of the seed. I've had it since we first promoted it uh, in my backyard. And it, it, uh, <laughs> it grew. It had the problem of uh, growing straight up. And I had one that's 20 feet tall, one year old. 
It grew straight up, no branches. With two branches. Too. Yeah, yeah, no branches. And so we cut it in half, cut that tree in half, and uh, it did right. It did right. It has beautiful limbs, structure. Yeah, it's got a nice shape. Yeah, easy to climb, and uh, it's a great, great tree. But uh, can you imagine Jerry climbing? Uh, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's where that's, I was that's, going. That's where everybody yeah. was going. Really? <laughs> you didn't see my, my head tilt when you said that. That was, yeah. my, that was my son, Jerry. Oh, okay. Who Greg taught how to climb up into a thirty-foot uh, uh, red oak in my backyard to the very top. What, why, why do I hear a cast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, it was it was good, it was a good tree, and I would do TV on it, and uh, for call, fall color, and uh, like like Trey said, it's only yellow. I, I've been looking for a red. The only red we've ever seen is over at College Station. Uh, Doctor Lineberger's got a picture. Trey going knocking on the door for that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, Recently, I say the last two or three years, seedlings are coming up everywhere. I mean, my neighbor's yards, my yard, every bed, hmm. uh, in the front yard, in the backyard, every neighbor has them, and they're they have literally filled up my ditch behind my house. You suppose, uh, Milton, we should get Steve George to come and make sure Jerry's identifying no. it correctly? <laughs> no, maybe so. Oh, it's, I'm identifying it correctly. So I, I don't know about that. That's, that's sad that that's happened. Like I said, I, <laughs> when we were ta- first talking about introducing the Chinese for stash, uh, John, Fa- John Fanick took me over to the old USDA uh Station, which is on the south side, over there by the airport. Uh, what is it? Uh, that little airport where they fly into uh, over there. Stinson. The south, yeah, yeah, Stinson. Okay. So over there by that. But anyway, they had large, huge Chinese. Are you sure it's not Tohi? It could be Tohi Airport. <laughs> along the uh, along the uh, uh, border of the back. And there were no seedlings around it. Huh. There were female trees, but yeah. uh, no seedlings. I haven't seen so I don't know what's going on. I haven't seen one seedling at all uh-uh. in my yard. Most people don't. All right. Hey, we need to take a quick break. Do you need to? Are you okay? You yeah, wanna... that, that's the last one. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. Let's, go, let's find out what's going on in your gardening world at 210 210- 308-8867. More coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. The second hand unwind. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Time after time. If you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Uh, reminding you also about Barry Hagendorf. Barry Hagendorf is Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. And if you, that, that deck, if you're sitting out there today and enjoying the sun and the cool weather and it just doesn't look like you wanted to and you remembered it looks so pretty, well, you can call Barry. In fact, what you can do is go to deckandpatiocare.com. 
deckandpatiocare.com because you can see the before and after pictures. And when Barry says it really can look new again, you're going to be surprised. When the two of them. It really, yeah, two doves. <laughs> it really can look new again. Uh, and Barry does deck cleaning and sealing, repair deck, uh, deck repair and construction, pebble stone cleaning and sealing, <laughs> fence treatments, and much, much more. Uh, and he loves this stuff. Again, uh, he's one of those folks that's very passionate. He found his calling, and uh, he is uh, considered one of the national experts in staining and sealing. And he's right here in San Antonio, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, or com. deckandpatiocare.com. Those doves are hungry. They are? They're so hungry they eat gravel, Milton. Oh. So should we feed them? Huh? Look at them. Look, what can we feed them? Care. Do doves eat gravel or are they picking yeah, out? Yeah, they they're pick, eating gravel. They're picking out something from the uh-uh. gravel. No. You know, we... They're eating the gravel. We've, uh, this year... There to hasn't go in been, their crawl. This hasn't no. been much of that kind of action, but uh, in past years, it seemed like we had always <clears> had some birds there eating the gravel. I guess part of it is it depends on when they brought yeah. gravel in or what... Uh, Sizes and all that, but yeah, yeah they definitely. Yeah, like that's it. a small size. Yeah, they. Cause that yeah. must be a pair. It's meeting their needs for sure. They're pretty. Yeah, yeah they're pretty. The kind of a whitish gray, maybe. Yeah. 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 I, I hope their their mother didn't cross with a white oh. wing. What do you think? <laughs> that's that, a, that's probably the best reaction. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that could happen, couldn't it, Cal? I don't know. The white wings uh, cross with uh, bush, regular morning dust. Uh-oh. That is a... oh, you see, you, you offended them, and now they're left. <laughs> the, uh, the cow, I'm looking at Calvin's uh, this week in the garden. And he said the lawn can still benefit from an application of winterizer fertilizer. Ooh, that's good. If it's applied before the lawn goes dormant from cold weather. We're getting closer to the cutoff date. To that cutoff date. Now, my floor tan never goes dormant. I must, I've, I've had to mow it at Christmas. So I guess... As long as the grass is green, we could apply that fertilizer, right? I think so. Now, I think it, uh, the, the degree of uh, efficiency, I suppose, would be a little different. But uh, yeah. as long as it's the roots are functioning enough to take it up and uh, the green, the tops are green enough to reorganize it. Yeah. You'd, you'd probably be in good shape. <laughs> My son uh, asked me this morning, as a matter of fact, uh, should we cut the backyard, mow the backyard? Because it's gotten uh, fairly tall. It's mm. uh, about like I like to keep uh, St. Augustine. But uh, <laughs> he says the cats, he's feeding the cats in the backyard, Uh Take the path rather than come through the grass, but uh, and, and my but my son-in-law mowed his grass uh, last week, I think it was, and um, he's yeah, the doves came back. Yeah, did they? 
He's watching you. He asked, she. he asked me, was that going to be the last mowing of the season? And I told him, I think it is. Because the grass is growing so slow, and you want it to, well, Neil Sparrow says it doesn't, doesn't matter whether you leave it long or short. But uh, I kind of like to leave a little bit of foliage on that grass and leave it a little bit longer, not excessively longer. Now, if you've got a, if you've got a lawn that uh, is host to our favorite sustainable <laughs> winter lawn uh, weeds, yeah. uh, then you'll be mowing all winter. <laughs> uh, I'm very, dis- uh, very upset because the uh, horse herb is so thick I haven't seen my beautiful uh, bluegrass come up yet. There's more doves. <laughs> A whole flock of doves. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're dove central here. <laughs> but anyway, they they're beautiful birds. Gosh, they're just saying it's so unusual for us to see. Yeah, them. we never really see doves. They're they're These pr- doves. They're oh, actually okay. more attractive when they're stewing, Matthew. Than there was stewing. Oh. No, it's S T E W I N G. He treats those, uh, those little brown sparrows oh. with more respect <laughs> than he does the monkey. Yeah, yeah. Dove had more meat than a sparrow does. Is it? Uh, are we in dove season yet? I think. Well, there's two. Well, I don't know, but man, there's two more to your left. There's one over to the right. There's two above us. They're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, they're so. I cool. think they're coming for you. There's a nice big. Yeah. Look at that. Wow. And that's got the ring around the neck. Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah. I think some people refer to them as as ring neck, ring ring neck doves. Huh. I wonder if they're migrating through. Yeah, I was wondering that's whether they were getting uh, disrupted by the hunt hunting, but uh, it could just be the migration. It could be migration because they come through uh, with cold fronts. Some uh, when you're hunting doves, uh, they'll have a have a big population of doves in a field and a cold front will come through, all the doves are gone. But uh, uh, usually a, n- a new bunch comes in and takes their place. All right, focus now. <laughs> we have lots of doves. We'll and <laughs> and uh, Calvin mentioned that cabbage loopers feed on the foliage of broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, and other cabbage-related plants. Uh, they, the commercial growers used to have a big problem with those ca- cabbage loopers, and they sprayed some, some tough insecticides to try to control them, and uh, damn near killed the, killed the growers. <laughs> but now they, they all changed to, to when Bacillus thuringiensis came out, and were so effective against them, the cabbage loopers, uh, they all switched over and, and now don't use those uh, uh, harsh uh, uh, pesticides. And it's good for, good for the farmer and, <laughs> and uh, good for people that worry about pe- you know, pesticides. Uh, but uh, Bacillus thuringiensis hasn't been on the market but 20, 25 years. Uh, used to know the guy that's that introduced it and sold it. Uh, he's a really nice fellow. But uh, 
one one the growers over and uh to get rid of those uh <laughs> get rid of those cabbage loopers now well, the deal on cabbage loopers is the best time to uh, control them is when they're small and uh a lot of times you don't see them until you have holes in the leaves and uh a cabbage leaf should never have a hole in it okay it it doesn't need to be holy milton <sighs> anyway by the way my kale and <laughs> my kale has plenty of holes in it is that right yeah okay you got cabbage loopers congratulations uh. Yeah, you could have something else too. Uh, but I was I, I was thinking that the broccoli, the broccoli is and the cabbage are the ones mm-hmm. that get the most. Uh, kale quite a kale might be get the, the flea beetles too. Uh, yeah, the flea beetles. Even cabbage loopers don't like kale. Yeah. You need to need to figure that out, man. Take that. But out. it's a little. I hear these little blenders going at night. <laughs> <laughs> Making smoothies with them. on your kale, looking uh, see if they aren't just lo- some round. Yeah, they're round holes. Round okay, they rather than the. I'll take a picture. I'll take yeah. a picture and send it to you. And uh, <laughs> y'all will go. Oh, good lord, Milton! <laughs> How did you let them get that bad? I took, I took a picture. It was on a slide. We were touring gardens in New Braunfels, and uh, I, w- I walked up to some a uh, garden. I think it was a community garden. And he saw the holiest leaf I've ever seen on broccoli. Mm-hmm. And so, to make the point, I took, broke the leaf off and held it up to my face like a Halloween mask. Oh, okay. And I told the guy that had the guard, I said, Have you noticed there's a damage on this broccoli lately? I was looking through the oh. leaf, all the holes. Wow. I, could, I could actually see through the leaf, Milton. <laughs> that's, right. that's not a good thing. Yeah, I know. That's probably not. Hey, we have uh, Beth on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Beth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, home of the doves. What's going on? Right, home of the doves. When I get finally do get through with y'all, I have so many things I want to comment on, but my main conversation was about <clears throat> horse herb. Yesterday, Howard Garrett, on his program on the other station, guest, was talking about the fact that in Dallas, he was going to be mowing, topping off the horse herb because it was beginning to bloom. And so I kind of gathered from that that was to prevent seeds from forming at this time. You know, because I noticed on my horse herb also, it's blooming, a lot of blue. Yeah, mine is too. And so I weed-eated it down yesterday, just kind of the top. It's pretty thick, you know, and and I want it in certain spaces. But if that makes a difference to keep it from being too abundant, you know, if that makes a difference uh-huh. by topping it and keep it from preventing seeds, do you think that would make a difference? I don't. I don't think it is if you if you if the plants are thick, because it's a perennial. Yeah. Uh, the when the when the seeds become a factor, when you apply a, a herbicide or you have it really decline because the environment is that way, then the 
and the seed drop or the seed that are already there mm. kind of replace. But I, I'm th- I'm I'm with you. I think that the the horse herb is so thick this year that the, that the uh, preventing the seed is just going to make room make room for the the perennial. You don't want to prevent the seed from coming up because that's that's the way you multiply your population. I know, but I, mine is so thick also, and it is pretty. I like where I'm letting it grow and encouraging it. I want it to be there. You know, and one of the things also I noticed about it, when people have it and they feel like it's such a weedy thing, if you keep any other plants from coming up in it, you know, pull up grasses or other nuisance plants out of the horse herb, it does make a pretty ground cover, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is pretty. Yeah, it really does. And it blooms. got a beautiful bloom. On it. I've seen yards in our neighborhood where they've just... Either on purpose or through neglect, have let the horse herb just cover the whole f- oh, yeah. thing. And when they're mowed, they look great. They just well, you right. just have to go to Jerry's neighborhood or my neighborhood. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, I live in a neighborhood that's sort of r- rural in nature, so I don't have to be worrying about homeowners okay. associations. And I, I can stand it, but I remember how we first got it many years ago, and we're on one and three-quarter acres, was we bought... <laughs> A beautiful, beautiful load of topsoil. Huh? Yep, years yep. ago, and that's when, it got, that's when it got started on the upper end of our property, and so throughout the years, it gravitated down. You know. Yeah. But but did anyway, you, yeah, I congrats, still, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, do you notice the the black swallowtails using those uh, blooms for a nectar source? Well, I see them hovering around because I also had swanflower Aristolochia erecta in in one of those places. And so I used to think that's what the black swallowtails were doing, looking for that. But anyway, I haven't seen as many this year as that. Yeah, as you're I had right. There aren't, there aren't as many. Then the other, the other thing is uh, in, in my neighborhood, I swear the deer browse it. I mean, you know, it's of course oh, it's really? everywhere. Yeah. Okay. And well, they, I wish I wish the deer would browse it here. <coughs> um, do you have deer? Many, I'll, send, I'll ship many. you some beer over there. Yeah. There is one big who I um, he's probably an eight pointer, or maybe more, but he's very mean and he knocked down two bird feeders this mm. last oh. week that were up so high and pushed over a chair into this little. Um, lily pond. He and wants also, you to give give he, him attention and forget those birds. <laughs> right, and he also knocked down or damaged a chime, a hanging chime thing I had. Wow. You know, and I see him chasing back and forth here in the yard this last couple of days since that cold weather, and I think, please, guy, hurry up and get it over with and move on somewhere else. <laughs> but anyway, the. The horse herb was my main topic, but I did. When y'all were talking about trees a while ago, I never hear anybody mention the Arroyo Sweetwood. And it, I know it's something that was brought up from northern Mexico, and it is a very pretty tree. And as I understand, the folks who brought it back some years ago were, were going to watch it and see if it became invasive. Well, I had one of the original ones they brought back, and it was really nice. But then when I realized... 
it produced so many seeds that washed down to my neighbors. I thought, well, we've got to get rid of it. But every t- I, it's been cut back to the stump twice, but it's to the ground. It still puts up many shoots, and it really is pretty, and it does have a pretty bloom, and it's fragrant. But I never wow. hear anybody else ever comment on it. Arroyo, I don't know it. Would. Yeah. Oh, Lynn Lowry brought that in. Is that right? Uh, and, yeah, from Mexico. Yeah. And uh, he he brought it in, and the the guy that actually saw it the first time, a young man that was traveling with Lynn, uh, they named it. Uh, he that they, they Lynn named it after him, and uh, we want he we always wanted to name it after Lynn Lowry, mm-hmm. but he he wouldn't allow such a thing. But but anyway, uh, yeah, Lynn brought that in. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I planted one uh, behind the uh, uh, old Leon Valley Bank um, uh, and and grew it for a a while. And it, it, like you say, it's a pretty tree. But uh, well, over there at that at that mine wasn't big enough to be invasive that particular one over there that you're speaking about earlier in Leon Valley um, they there are still two full-grown Arroyo Sweetwoods over there but okay. you know, they, they they evidently I don't know why you don't see more sprouts up unless it's just the fact that they do keep their ground so neat and clean you know, and this this one, this original one I had here, as it comes up around the trunk, sprouts all the way around it. It makes a pretty fern-like shrub that shows up nicely against uh, ash junipers. You know, it's pretty, oh. but it yeah. grows so fast. So I, I annually I have to have somebody come and cut off all those sprouts and then treat it. But I just don't seem to be able to. Get it under control. It probably has such a good root system. So. Yeah, where did you get the original tree? Uh, from, uh, let's see, I'm, I had, don't want to give names away exactly, <clears throat> but it was from someone who was out at Frederick Park. I'm not going to say, no, mention wow. names or anything, but that, that was one of the persons who also was doing, you know, waiting to see if it would be invasive or not. And then another friend of ours who lived at Bernie, when he realized that his was an invasive, he cut it down right away. Oh, so, okay. Anyway. And okay, then, that's then, interesting. One other last thing. I do have a white sinisa, and it has, oh. been abused, it has been abused and neglected for years, and it just comes back. So whenever it's time to take cuttings again, I think probably will be next August, right? It's about the time... In August, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot of people take uh, Sinisa cuttings in the in the fall. I want to try and see. I did have two, but one of them was against the back fence, and I don't know why I lost it. But this other one surprises me when all of a sudden it's blooming. You know, so yeah, anyway, that's good. And then the that's, rain comes after that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Anyway, this is my jackrabbit conversation from one thing to another. And I That's enjoy okay. 
I enjoy yeah, it that's so, so much. It's very interesting. Thanks for the information. Thank okay. you for listening, Beth. And I you will take watch care. that r Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tell us what happens with your white Sinisa. Because okay, Jerry's not going to do. do the thing that he said he would. Oh, Dale, okay. you're, you're up next after this. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas right after this on 930 AM. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Let's go right to the phone lines at 210-308-8867. Dell, but you are on the show. What's going on, man? Oh, my goodness. What a lovely, gorgeous day. I've been waiting for days like Isn't it this pretty? all through July, July, August. <laughs> I just pray oh, for yeah. days like this. This is wonderful. <laughs> Anyhow. It is nice. I want you to know Jerry's fault, and I say that with, with happiness, that way back when, when he was recommending Chinese pistache, mm-hmm. I ended up getting three or four of those. I gave a couple of them to friends that he came from Aldridge Nursery, and I planted one at my mother-in-law and father-in-law's house. I planted one at maybe two, I don't know at my brother-in-law's house and uh, those are beautiful, gorgeous trees and there has been no uh, what would you say crash tree spreading around yeah, that's good And I must, uh, I must be the only one that has a problem yeah no, Jerry, you're special and nobody can dispute that we all mm-hmm. know that you're special yeah, we're special but uh, I was in special ed, you know. Hmm. (laughs) Well, we knew you were educated, and it had to have been special. But anyhow, I've got one at my house that it has not spread around. There's not any seedlings or otherwise coming up. It started out as like six or seven of them that were in one big pot. And that has been trimmed down to where there are just two coming out of there now. That This pot, they ended up putting roots through the bottom of it, and now it lives right by my deck. And it's been there for 24-plus years. It's beautiful. Two trees coming up out of the same area, basically. <laughs> and I love that tree. It's beautiful. It gives us gorgeous red color in the fall. Uh, I'm expecting that here shortly. But Wait a minute, the, the leaves are red? Not yet, but I mean, the, you've will. seen the leaves red? Red rather than yeah. yellow? Uh, red, and a few yellow leaves, but mostly red. And it'll be after things get colder than it has been so far this year. But Does it, uh, have, does it have berries on it? On it? Oh, my gosh, it drops an absolute ton of trash on the deck. It buries all kinds of stuff that fall out of that. But apparently it's sterile because we're not seeing them anywhere else, or maybe it's just too far to another tree to be getting 
making viable seed because there are a ton of berries that fall out of this thing. That's weird. All through okay. the summer. They, they, uh, the berries, <laughs> the red berries won't germinate. And uh, there's a, uh, if they are black, uh, they'll germinate. Well, and so I'll that's, what, that's, that's why berries. you see, that's why you see fee, uh, tree uh, birds flying out the top of the Chinese pistachios. They've been in there eating those black seeds. Yeah, oh, mine they love it. just gets, yeah, they just get a lot. It's in constant motion when the berries are there, mm-hmm. just from all those different birds that are in there. Well, Jerry, i got to ask you another question. Okay. Back a uh, hundred years ago when I was a non, uh, how can I say this? I was an A&M horticulture graduate. I was pretty much a uh, non-organic kind of guy. And when you came around doing your talks for fall gardening and otherwise <laughs> at the Kendall County Courthouse and talking about how nice it was to have Dicistone in your garden. Is Dicistone, is that gone off the market now? I don't know if you can still get Dicistone. That's a, a, a systemic insecticide. And yep. for, uh, for a while, especially when we got uh, having trouble with leaf miners on tomatoes. Yep. I mean, they, they were devastating the tomatoes. We came up with this. I think Dr. Roland Roberts in Lubbock, who since passed away, came up with this idea because disistone doesn't last, uh, but... Uh, a month or two, so he said. He said, and he came up with the idea to put put a, I think it was a tablespoon of disistone under every tomato plant, right? Uh, to to control the leaf miners, and uh, it. I think it worked. I'm pretty sure it worked, but uh, we we don't quit recommending it because people would uh, put the put the disistone on the in contact with the roots of the tomatoes and it would salt them out or, or no. kill the fruit kill the tomato so uh oh no yeah <laughs> but it would it would work but uh like i said we could recommend it because people uh didn't use it right oh i don't know that was maybe 80 Three eighty four, eighty five, somewhere in there that you were recommending. Yeah, that. a long time ago. And I used that for a couple of years, and then I uh, got to working with Malcolm Beck a whole bunch and taking him uh, tens of thousands of yards of wonderful manure that got turned into compost and all that kind of good stuff. And I totally, it's Malcolm's fault, and I love that guy. I'm an organiac. But uh, yeah. anyhow, well, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I, Malcolm, uh, led you to the dark side. <laughs> well, I gotta <laughs> tell you, I like, I like being on this side, but I still love you, Jerry. You're awesome. We appreciate <laughs> all the good you do, and all these awesome plants you've helped bring to market. That is just, you know, heaven's Are work. Are you recording we this, Malcolm? So much. Get this on tape. 
Oh, man. You still be should have warned us ahead of time. Thank you, sir. You take did care, you, man. Always good right. to hear from you. Did, did you get my five dollars payment in the mail? Yeah, the five dollars for every compliment. <laughs> Thanks, Del. Thanks, Del. All right. All Thanks right. a lot, guys. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Got about four and a half minutes left. Three and a half minutes, I guess. Uh, so, what do you think? What should we talked about this yesterday a little bit? What should people be doing this week? It's going to be a nice week. Nice temperatures. Sunny. Cool for the garden. The whole well, week? We've been... In the garden. Not just oh. think it's time uh, to get your carrots and your okay. beets and probably your leave, even your Crawford lettuce. Uh, I think Jerry yeah. likes carrots, doesn't he? He's okay with carrots? Carrots, yeah. Oh, he's okay? Okay. They have, I've, I've got a few come up, but they <laughs> haven't come up like I would yeah. expect them. With, uh, they've got packets of uh, Crawford lettuce here. If you want to try it, or if you never tried it, if you let, if you had Crawford lettuce last year, and uh, you let it go to seed, not eat it all like some people do, but you let it go to seed, and the seed scattered around the landscape, and it hadn't come up yet, keep the faith. Okay. It's coming up. It'll be up. So we can plant. Crawford, uh, reseeding lettuce. We got uh, carrots. What else? Well, we still have uh, the tra- the uh, transplants yeah. from our greens and broccoli and bro- okay. uh, cabbage and, and those uh, colorful uh, Swiss chard. Oh, what yeah. about the idea Swiss of uh, doing some prep for uh, the colder weather that may be on the way soon? I mean, because Trace has got a good point. It's going to be pleasant, so so plan ahead while the sun is shining. Plan for hay while the sun is shining. Yeah. There you go. Get yourself some. Uh, you should plant some 90, hay. Nineteen five nine, slow release lawn fertilizer, or use the uh, um, winterizer for that works fine. That works yeah. fine too for the vegetable garden and for the flower garden. Of course, the snapdragons you can plant them now. Okay. If the if, if you can find any room with the zinnias. In the go- cut flower oh, garden. Yeah, all your zinnias. You should send us a picture. Um, all right. Anything <laughs> else we can think of that we should be doing? Oh, there's a there's a load of pumpkins getting. <laughs> oh, was somebody buying a bunch more pumpkins? Yeah, a whole, whole, <laughs> whole wagon load. And like we said, well, they a, sure are a dollar each. If you need a pumpkin, <laughs> head on over to Millburgers right now, quickly, quickly. There's a. Flat and a half of uh, oh, the Laura, Laura Bush, Bush petunias left, and yeah. they're in bloom. So a lot of people are going to be buying them, not knowing what they are. Yeah, because they are pretty. they're in bloom. Yeah. But uh, great, great plants, and they've got uh, they got blue bonnet transplants. Mm-hmm. We hadn't mentioned that, and uh, they're in the herb section. While you're while you're looking at the blue bonnet transplants, notice there's about. One half of one percent of them that are yellow, yellow in the center. So you see them in that population. Past a very small percentage of them. Okay. And right. I, I won't say don't buy them because trace them. Okay. All right, we got to wrap up for today, but we want to thank everybody for listening and being part of the show. I want to thank all the doves for coming by. That was kind of cool. <laughs> They're thank pretty. Y'all. For doing a great job uh, getting all your calls on the air. And you know what? We're going to be back here next Saturday and Sunday at Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.